All right, we're back. Sugar in the coffee. Back, Let's get back, the coffee. Back, back. Sugar in the evening. So, hello, loyal Tuna Boot listeners. It's a pleasure to have you back. Uh, we'll provide some context. We got drunk last night. We, <laughs> <laughs> we generally get drunk during the podcast, but um, but we're still doing that. But it was a big one last night, lads. It was. There was a beautiful tableau at the end of the night where Jim and Liam were sitting on the couch across from where I'm looking just now at Jim's place and they were both falling asleep little and I just saw Liam's little eyes flicker in and out of consciousness mm. as he slowly <laughs> faded into the sweet, sweet release of sleep. I was, well, Jim conked it within half a second. I was absolutely fonded. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke you won't get for another few weeks. Yeah, so... <laughs> as well for the later episodes or we're mixing it up a bit we're not recording quite as uh, in sequence as we sequential as we normally do we're doing a bit of here and there but we're recording today on the 20th-ish of November uh, 19th 19th, 19th yeah. of November Jim why is uh, your laptop doing American dates that's because it's a bastard <laughs> <laughs> and we're recording every episode through to the end of this year and through to the end of season five. Mm-hmm. You've heard it here first. We've got plans in place. We're ending season five, then we're shooting on to season six. New season, new sound, new people. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm a sound effect guy now. Yeah, yeah. Liam's, <laughs> Liam's replacing himself with sound effects. About time. <laughs> which we've always wanted. <laughs> Jim's going to stick around because he still wants to prove that he can podcast. And I'm getting replaced by a rather large bear. Mm, big bear. There he gets already. <laughs> the preamble's gorgeous. <laughs> so Jim, take us away. What's uh, what's the scopes? What's the right. Uh Well, like, subscribe, tell friends, all that kind of stuff. Don't tell them not to listen to the first three or four seasons. Just when it gets good. Season four? Season three? Se- season three was good. Season, season three. three, there's some fun, but feel free to skip a couple mm. on yeah. your way. Well, I mean, do what you want, obviously. We're not going to tell you what to do. But um, I mean, there's some cracking debates in season two. It's just all about music. If you're not bothered about do season two one at a time a bit. Do Bird Week. Yep. Uh, Aussie Week was quite good. Do uh, the episode where we just discuss musicals for the better part of 45 minutes and realise mm-hmm. that we had to do two-parters. <laughs> then proceed to do like six two-parters in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, Social media links will be in the description. Alright, cool. Alright, so before we get into the meat of the episode, we want to do our sponsors and our recommendations. Always do an album recommendation every week. And this week I'm going to do Cheaply Bought, Expensively Sold by Declan Welsh and the Decadent West. Uh, fantastic Glaswegian, what would you call them, kind of... Band. Certainly a band. <laughs> what would you call them, like... Indie punk sort of stuff, maybe? Yeah, definitely. The, the clearly punk, the way that they talk and mm. fight the establishment. Mm. Uh, so that was actually, that goes back to one of our earlier episodes, which again, you shouldn't listen to, but one of the songs we put up was um, Useless. Useless by by them. <laughs> <laughs> not them, not the band them, by Declan Welsh and Declan West. Um, I actually went to see them yesterday in the Badlands and it was fucking incredible. Even though we only knew a handful of songs, just the energy was insane. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, so I highly recommend that and if you want to just pick one song just listen to the first one No Fun mm. and if you if you don't like that don't, don't listen to the rest of it probably 
And so we got now we get on to our sponsors. Now what I thought I'd do this week, lads, is I wouldn't give you one sponsor. I'm not gonna give you two sponsors. I'm gonna give you six sponsors. Oh. And you can choose which one you want. Right. Alright? So up first, like so many people are vying to sponsor this podcast. It's ridiculous. Six. So well, so many that we have we're recording six episodes today and we're not using these six sponsors. We've got too many. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it so, might be into season 6 it might be a new feature of the sponsor where you have to choose our sponsor from all the people who are getting in touch to sponsor us <laughs> probably won't but it might be you never know so first one is Jermaine Thumplex's 3D Sand Pits right are you going through them all or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. Catherine Whirlumps Alien Abduction Experience <laughs> nice Tortlade's Grass Fed Honey Greg Finkel's Sushi Clyde Russell's Side Hustles <laughs> That's good Or one that we haven't I haven't ironed out yet But I just like the idea of the name Which is Tuna Boot Camp Oh don't, yeah, yeah Don't know what that And I've just put in brackets I, I mean This is my own sponsor The rest of them are all legit Yeah So I've just put Tuna Boot Camp In brackets workshop As in we would Workshop yeah, yeah. Workshop yeah, the idea yeah. In the That's the camp We workshop ideas yeah. And then we take them all, copyright them and put them in our podcast. Perfect. So what uh, do you reckon? I, I'm personally leaning yep. towards the alien abduction experience. What, what was her name? Catherine Whirlumps. Yep. Uh, that's the one that really caught my eye because, or my ear, sorry. Um, because uh, it's very, very funny. <laughs> cool. Good pronunciation. It's W-H-I-R-L-M-P. Nice. Whirlump. It's between that one and the one that rhymes. For me, Clyde, yeah, Clyde Russell's side hustle. Yeah, we'll save the side hustles for another day. I want to hear more about this abduction experience. Okay, so basically, it could be for any kind of event stag do, birthday party, head night, whatever you know. What I mean, yeah, basically, you get somebody who you want to have this alien abduction experience. Now, the thing is, it works better if they don't know about it firsthand. Mm-hmm. So, there is a thing called retroactive consent, right? What it means is you could get them to sign documents within the experience that then basically lets you do whatever you want to them, right? And of course, some people will take that and think, oh, what are you doing to them? There's no probing. There's nothing like that. It's just a simple, run-of-the-mill alien abduction experience, okay? Anyway, right, so what happens is (laughs) your friend or enemy gets abducted (laughs) by aliens and they have the whole experience, the whole thing. You can choose... If it's going to be like a beam of light thing, we can lift them up, lift them out of the bed, or just, you know, simple hood over the head, into the back of the <laughs> van. That's a cheaper option. And no matter what. alien abduction technique. <laughs> and it's also good for if you want to explain why you've been missing for a few days. <laughs> alien abduction. Is she, is she laundering money? No. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> so there you go and uh, yeah if you use the discount code uh, tuna boot get 20% off any oh, of their experience packages your, your nice. first abduction 20% off <laughs> it, it does feel like that she might be using this for to give people alibis yeah <laughs> so you've heard never been disputed now we know that a good 50% of our listenership is people who are or have been or will be in prison soon so if this is the perfect, if you're looking for an alibi, if you're out on bail, 
alien abduction. <laughs> if, you're, you, if you're Christian Bale. <laughs> alien abduction. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier than it should have been. And uh, yeah, so there you go. So that's the sponsors and the album recommendations of the week. I'll tell you why that was Walsh. That was Walsh. Are we going to explain what Walsh is? No. Uh, no. 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 It's, it's a new word. We know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right, let's get into the, the the meat of the episode. So what I've done is it's a wee experiment. It might go well, it might go horrifically. But what I've decided to do is script an episode. You've wanted to do this from the day we started this podcast. Yes, I've wanted to make sure us. you say exactly what I tell you to say. Yeah. This but, is just going to be seventeen pages of of us perfectly setting up jokes for you, isn't it? <laughs> no, well, that's that's the interesting thing. Because I really, really tried to not let that be the case. Of <laughs> <laughs> the word being tried. Yes, but there is a couple of times when I have been, I have, you've, you've volleyed and I've, I've spiked it. <laughs> in this case. But I hope, I think I've given everyone decent stuff. And so basically what I've done is, it's in the style of a, a talk about, which is uh, an old format we used to do, will do again, I'm sure, which is just, we just bring random topics and just, it's just talk about that we have our own lore. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. And um, yeah, so I will. So, a couple of caveats. One, I was really, really ill when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. And I haven't reread, I haven't read it <laughs> since I wrote it. Wrote it all in one go. And I think what we should do is we should limit ourselves unless we have to stop for any kind of reason. We're not allowed to say any other words than the words that are written on the page. Okay. For the entirety of it. Okay, okay. cool. Unless someone like, really needs a pee or like. Has a fall. If you need a pee. Or if I need a pee. I was going to write NP breaks into the script <laughs> as a joke, but I never got around to it. Alright, so we'll just uh, give it a go. Yeah. Just before I forget, I have thought of a good transition sound. We should just get like a really close up beer opening and use that as a transition sound. Nice. Alright, I've just opened one. That's not going to do the same. We'll get it at some point, but okay. that's, we'll use that as a transition. Nice. Mm-hmm. You're editing these, so you, you, can, yeah. you can edit this one. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that's in a bank of sound somewhere. You can get a bank of sound. Oh, we just do it ourselves. I'll just spell it here. Just dribbled. Funded. <laughs> that was not Walsh. <laughs> right. Are we ready then? All right. On with the show. Just stole that from another podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Right then, lads. We're doing a wee talk about, are we? Fucking right we are. Magic. Who wants to start? Uh, I can kick us off if you fellas are happy with that. Aye. Aye, go for it. Cool. So, I had a thought recently that I can't quite fully understand. And that is, why are car rooms so beautiful? You know what I mean by that? Not really. Not in the slightest. Well, I've walked past a few in my time. And I always just think they look so nice. All the cars are really clean. They're all in rows. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird OCD thing inside of me that I just love the way they're set out. And they're all shiny, you know? Yeah, I can kind of get that, actually. Uh, It's like they're all just new and they can't wait for you to touch them. Ah, it's like a fresh bed of snow type of thing where you can't wait to make the first footprint. Kind of, yeah. It's like they're all just waiting for something to happen. Cars just sitting there waiting for drivers to drive them off into the sunset kind of thing. Well, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
I do now. There's a giant inflatable panda outside one that I walk past every day. A panda? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that? Now that's something that I don't get. Why are there so many inflatable things outside of car showrooms? That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about stuff that's had oxygen pumped through it that makes you want to buy cars? You'd think all the cars lined up in a row would tick you off about there being possible cars for sale. <laughs> Wouldn't you think? You'd hope so, for sure. Is it like they can't decide on a mascot so they just have an inflatable shit all over the place? Seems that way. It's, it's not a strategy that other retailers, are, retailers have adopted, is it? It's just car showrooms. There must be a reason for it. Car showrooms have been thriving from strength to strength, presumably. On the basis that they have inflatable mascots. Well, one inflatable mascot per showroom minimum. Or at least. You can't sell a car without a giant man being blown about. That is the main thing I am looking for when I'm buying cars. (laughs) Is the giant inflatable man happy with my choice? Because you don't want to disappoint the giant man, do you? Not if I can help it, no. And I want to... uh, And I want to hug off him. Just so... Fuck me. <laughs> Not if I can help it, no. And I want a hug off him. Just as a way to seal the deal. I'd bounce up and down on him all day if he gave me a discount. I bet you would, Diggs. Ah, he's got you there. <laughs> I'm proud to bounce on inflatable men. I never shut up about it. My place. Me. I'm in there now, thanks to Dougal. I thought you meant you were bouncing inside, Dougal. <laughs> no, no, not yet. If he sells me a decent car despite my lack of licence, he can bounce me... <laughs> About until the cows can drive. Never. And I say never. Trust a cow that can drive. Livestock 101. Indeed. (laughs) Is there anything else (laughs) to add to that? Shiny things are great, though. I wish new stuff stayed shinier for longer. It's a horrible feeling when you get something brand new and make the first thumbprint on it. So the first footprint in snow, good. The first thumbprint on a new device, bad. If you're getting footprints on your devices, you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) True. Going back to showrooms, though. Have you ever met a car salesman who isn't a total wanker? Not that I know of. That feeling you get when one walks towards you and you're like, shit, I can't get out. I can't just run away. I'd look mental. Yeah, it's horrible. You have to pretend to listen, but if the car works, I'm basically okay with it. And there's something about guys in suits in this impossibly clean place that just makes them seem like robots. It is a very unnatural human interaction. I remember I was into cars as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have easily went down that route. I used to cut out cars from magazines and put them in a book and come up with pun titles. A lover of puns, even back then. Puns and cars, mate. My main two things. And sweeties. Wouldn't thank you for either of them now. So eating sweets in a car is like your worst nightmare now. Don't even joke about it, man. <laughs> but no, I was into them. I remember my granda was needing a new car and I asked if I could go with them and sit in the driver's seats. And I used to ask my mum if I could rev the engine from time to time. Turns out I was a horrendous driver, so it wasn't to be, I'm afraid. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Anybody else? I'll go. Here. Vinegar has so many uses, by the way. (laughs) I have this book, Vinegar, 1001 Practical Household Uses. Who would have thought how much you could do with the vinegar? (laughs) See? Look, for the listeners, I have the book, Vinegar, 1001 Practical Household Uses, in my hands. That's amazing. We do know how much you love vinegar. Didn't realise you had a vinegar bible though. I found it in the back of the cupboard in the flat. There are loads of headings. Laundry, cleaning, DIY, outdoor garden, uh, outdoor gardening, cookery, health and beauty, and my favourite one is pet care. Fucking hell, who knew? <laughs> this one's from pet care. Chickens, add vinegar to... Ch- 
Chickens. Add vinegar to chickens' water, especially in the winter, to keep them uh, laying better and staying healthy. If your chickens don't have access to wild natural food, give it to them year-round. I'll need to tell the folks and see if they do that with their chickens. I did not know that. This does sound like the writers of the book had promised 1001 uses and were panicking after the cookery bit. <laughs> to be fair, most of the uses are cleaning. It looks, a, it looks like a solution of part water, part vinegar can clean almost anything. Can it remove fingerprints from devices? I'll consult the book. I'm pretty sure I saw a guy, a video of a guy cleaning a vinyl record with plasticine or something. Or was it cement? It was something weird. I tried vinegar before I put fucking cement on my records. Well, that's the difference between you and me. There's two types of people in this world, Dougal. Those who can still play their records and those who try to clean them with concrete. If you're doing that to your vinyls, then you don't bloody deserve them. Here, here. It does say you can do PCs and laptops and stuff. It also lists a bunch of stuff you can clean. Bread box, ceramic tiles, china. You can clean all of china with vinegar. Apparently. <laughs> coffee makers, cutting boards, it says drains three times. So there's one use in that section which is cleaning and they've listed loads of things you can clean. Uh, I thought this book was amazing but it's actually pretty shit. I feel a bit sad now. Have some vinegar, that'll cheer you up. <laughs> it does like. I love it. That should be the last use to make Liam a happy boy. Would you for, would you forgo all our other condiments if it meant you could still have vinegar? Oh, one hundred percent. What about you? Mayo for sure. You dukes. Black garlic pouring pickle, obviously. You came up with that really. You came up with that really quickly. Well done. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Did you see they had? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Did you see they had black garlic mayo at Halloween? Reminds me of the green ketchup from back in the day. Do you remember? Oh aye, one kid tried to convince me that ketchup is green to begin with. Well, I heard it was to promote the first Shrek movie. Is that what it was? I think so. I've just googled it, and apparently from an article in 2000, Heinz ketchup first went on sale 124 years ago, and this is the first alteration to the condiment since. The company first tested a blue colouring on kids, but settled on green because it had more kitchen logic. When did the first Shrek come out? Damn, you googled that fast. Cheers. Shrek was 2001, so it could have been. Wait, when did we... Wait, when did this become a condiment contest? (laughs) Wait, when did this become a condiment podcast? You started that. (laughs) Well, uh, well, I move us on from the condiment realm, but still within a culinary arena. Go for it. Okay, so my question to you is, have you ever made a honey-glazed ham out of spite? I've made a honey-glazed ham, but never in retribution. I've made one out of hunger. Well, that's that's a valid reason. I made a rather tactically redundant decision and made a spite ham. I do the majority of the cooking, particularly as Becky is working longer shifts, so the other night I couldn't be arsed, so just bought some frozen fish and potato waffles. Standard, quick and easy meal. Well, yeah, so I told her what we were having, and she sort of sighed. I asked, are you disappointed? And she said, a wee bit. So the next day I got a gammon, I got a gammon roast, made some Yorkshire puddings to what? I thought that'll fucking show her. Then she came into a lovely ham. It's kind of hard to say ha after a nice dinner is presented. <laughs> Should have made something shittier. Or made nothing. I know, it's just such a pointless act of aggression. If you had sabotaged the meal and made it look nice but taste like shit, then you would have won. That's a good idea. Or just cut. <laughs> or just cut. <laughs> Or just carve, fuck you, Becky, into the ham. <laughs> Both good options, I'll write them down. <laughs> Spite ham could be like a service. 
instead of sending someone a cake to celebrate a special occasion, you could send them a spite ham with horrible messages carved into it. That's good. Just broke up with me, have you? Spite ham. Just fired me from a job, I spite ham. Just heated up some frozen fish, have you? Spite ham. <laughs> Would you like some spite trimmings? <laughs> trimmings could be spiteful. You could arrange them into the shape of a cock or something. Some trimmings are cock-shaped already. What about carrots? Ooh, a lovely honey-glazed carrot. I'd still eat it if it was carved into the shape of a cock. Mash cock. (laughs) 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 I'm failing to think of a trimming that couldn't be cock-shaped if it wanted to be. What other spiteful things have you guys done? Well, the other day, Becky, Becky told me a story about a horrific way that a dog died. And it was such a horrible image that I had to tell her something horrific that people do to each other in prison. Just to get back at her? Aye. Like, I had to cancel her offer, awful image out with another one. It didn't work. How did the dog die? <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast, if you like. Boo! Oh, sorry. <laughs> and the prison thing. Nobody else needs to hear it. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Involves something they ate. The dog, not the prisoners. And intrigued. Right. Well, that's ham dealt with. Will I go next? Aye. My question to you is... What has Buzz Aldrin been up to since the moon landed? Did he not punch a guy? He did punch a conspiracy theorist. You'd be sick of them if you were Buzz Aldrin, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. He commanded the US Air Force Test Pilot School for 21 years. And he went on to write loads of books. All about going to the moon, coming back from the moon. And a few kids' books about the moon and the stars. The guy really likes the moon. He does. Some of his books are about the depression he felt after coming back from the moon. Which I thought was pretty interesting. That is a literal come down. I was going to say that. You should have said it first. Well, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> Imagine going to the moon, then everything else in your life. Oh, sorry. Imagine going to the moon, then everything else in your life must seem quite boring by comparison. That is wild. The, the only thing you could do is keep going back until the novelty wore off. Pretty <laughs> fucking expensive trip. Yeah. Uh, and I still get excited whenever I see a rainbow so I imagine the moon probably doesn't get boring <laughs> imagine getting to a stage where you're bored of the moon that'll happen one day probably to Jeff, Jeff Bezos's kids I'm sick of the moon can we not go to Mars? not yet you little shits another interesting thing that I found <laughs> out is that Buzz Aldrin was also awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom which I think is the highest honour a civilian can receive in the US and do you know what it entitles you to? Free riding the president's limo. You can kick any water-based mammal you like in the face. You can use Bitcoin at vending machines. Nope, none of those. It entitles you to wear the presidential medal of freedom. And that's all I could find. Is that it? Apparently. I think you also get a pin in a small flag. Seems a bit pointless. You'd think you could get free refills anywhere in America. But should having been to the moon entitle you to perks? Surely the perk is getting to go to the moon. I'd rather get free refills anywhere in America. That'd be awesome. That would be good. That's a tough one. Dougal, moon or free refills? The moon, obviously. I can get my own liquids. You should get free return liquids to the moon with the medal. No. No. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, though. (laughs) You you should get free return flights to the moon with the medal. He's done it. That's the one, Dougal. Tell them that. I'll just get onto the phone to America, shall I? See, if I went to the moon, was suffering from depression and got given that medal... You know what I'd do? What? Spite ham. <laughs> I'd love to send a presidential spite ham to someone. That is the Rolls Royce of spite hams. What would the occasion be? Hello, Mr. Armstrong. You've just had to be the first man on the moon, eh? Spite ham. 
Oh, hi, Mrs. Aldrin. I see you're cooking ham. Spite ham. The old spite ham switcheroo. What's the shit? One free beer instead of a full keg, which I'm owed because I've been to the fucking moon? Where's my free beer? Spite ham! Excuse me, sir, you'll have to leave. Yes, I can see you have a lovely medal, but you're throwing plates around the bar. You'll have to go. I have a medal of... What was it called? Presidential Medal of Freedom. Aye, so I'm free... Aye, so I'm free to chuck ham about as much as I like. Free beer now! Fine! Spite beer! Now that's a spiteful beverage I can get behind. <laughs> as long as they're free... As long as they're free, who cares what emotions it's feeling? <laughs> you could create a whole range. Tuna boots, spite food and beverages. Spite beer is good. You can drink it in spite of what time of day it is. Or how many you had the night before. Or how many you intend to have today. Tuna boots, spite beer. Because it's Sunday. You sponsor, potentially? We sponsor ourselves. With beer, we make ourselves. We definitely get some kind of medal for that. Surely. Well, we've covered Buzz Aldrin then. Liam? Okay. I've got another question for the group. How do you cross zebra crossings? And don't say, I just walk, you fucking idiot. And don't say, I just walk, you fucking idiot. I mean, what's your style? What's your style? Do you wait for the car to stop or do you just go for it? I tend to wait. Because most people just zoom through and don't give a shit. You've got to look out for arseholes everywhere you go these days, you know? I wait as well. I fucking loads zebra crossings. There's so many on my way home now. Are they inflatable zebras? I wish. But no, people are just completely oblivious. You feel like a dick standing and waiting, and then some people just stop way before you've, you've gotten to the crossing, which means you have to jog. I don't really get zebra crossings. I don't either. I've just started going ham and running across. <laughs> if they see a cross, <laughs> if they see a cross and they know why I've ran across, so it's fine. How about when you're approaching a zebra crossing in your car? Do you stop ages before? Nah, I just go straight through. Fuck them. <laughs> no, I always slow down if someone's waiting. It's fine if they don't, if they just don't notice, I suppose. Although you probably should be noticing all road markings, really, shouldn't you? But it's when they look right at you and just don't care. It's an extension of the cunts that walk right through you on the street. I hate people, man. <laughs> That's where Tuna Boots' handheld spite hand comes in handy. Nice. There's a lot of driving etiquette that you won't have experienced, Jim. Since your love of cars ended when you were a kid. Guilty. But there are obviously rude drivers and sound cunts. And it is actually quite scary when you see someone just barrage through traffic like their own like they own the bloody road. You know what I mean? It's even more frustrating when you're a nice road user and you have to deal with all the arseholes that just don't care. Drive by hamming? Like a James Bond car, but instead of spikes it's ham. <laughs> Doesn't ham have so many bloody uses? More than vinegar by the looks of things. You could have you could have vinegar instead of the oil slick, ham instead of the spikes, and I don't know. A giant inflatable panda comes crashing in. That would be ideal. Then a zebra comes along and kicks them all in the face. The car skids into the side of the road. We arrest the baddies. Then we celebrate with a spike here because they can't have any. Then we get uh, then we then we all get presidential medals, free refills, and everyone's happy. Lovely. Will that do us then? I'm quite ill and tired. I've been Liam. I've been Diggle. That's confusing. And <laughs> And I'm Jim. You're always a breath away from death. I knew you were going to say that. Right. And scene. Well, <laughs> how long have we been going for? 27. 20. Excellent. So we've got some time to fill. <laughs> what did we think? That was fun, wasn't it? That was good. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. There was, it's the most coherent we've all been yeah by a big old country mile yeah it was really 
weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it was weird because, like, just try like, write people that you know is so strange. I mean, you nailed all the words that I repeatedly say. Mm. Like, you got my language down. Yeah, well, I that was, like, those little bits were kind of easy, but then it was like, because all the, like, I basically had a list of tune about, uh, talk about ideas, but they're all obviously my ideas. I was like, well, who would say, who would say this? Yeah. yeah. Who would say that? It was really strange. Mm. But, and also because I was, like, in the, like, you know, that red hot fever state. Yeah. <laughs> so everything I wrote, I was like, I couldn't even tell if it was language, let alone if it was good. So it was an odd one, but a bit of fun. Do you know, what was your favourite line? Oh, I don't know. Um, I my favourite line was Jim's line you came up with that really quickly well done because that's him writing that he came up with black garlic pouring pickle on the spot and he's like oh I came up with that very quickly proud of myself that's the writer line you get when you just you've written something they're always they're in early drafts and usually get blown out by the end where you're like I'm a fucking genius basically and you need to write it in as well just in case someone missed it you can go back and go actually you, you should be impressed with me that's yeah, something you hopefully grow out of as a writer. <laughs> my favourite line was my line, Mash Cock. Mash <laughs> Cock was good. And I fact, enjoyed Mash Cock. The fact that Diggle laughed at it before it even said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Jim, any particular bits that you like? Um, ah, there was there was one. Oh, I've got rid of it now. Hold on. That that vinegar book was in my this house when I moved in. By the way. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We know you bought it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone away. Where is it? That's gone. I can't remember. Um, Jeff Bezos' kids line I thought was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, that, that was decent. I find that the start, um, the start bit, and I know I will say, all right, fellas, what are we doing? But seeing fellas written down <laughs> made it feel incredibly unnatural to say, mm. you know, from an acting perspective. Of course. I struggled. And but you, you, you guys did really well reading. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a weird kind of unnatural thing mm. to do, but... Let's caveat that me and Liam never, had not read a line of that no. before. You didn't know we were going to do it until no, we no, started recording. No, no, it yeah. entirely quiet. I actually <laughs> didn't know you were doing an episode in this run. There was one line that caught me off guard because I don't know if you wrote it because it's the kind of thing I would come out with, which is plausible, mm-hmm. or if you were just out your face, not out your face, but just like mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the <laughs> <a> same one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was when we were talking about the zebra crossings, uh, and you said, I wait as well, I fucking love zebra crossings, there's so many on my way home now. And mm-hmm. then I say, Are they inflatable zebras? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was just we talk talked about inflatable yeah, things. Yeah, so I put it in. Right, okay. In the, in the biz, we call that a callback. Yeah, I see. Because right. I'm reading through this, I was not making yeah. a connection. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I saw. I clocked the callback. I enjoyed it. Well That's done. Good. Yeah, no, yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite inflatable thing? I know we've done it a bit scripted, but but what are our actual thoughts? Yeah, uh, the panda's pretty cool. I think an inflatable panda would be. I mean, it's, I. It's not far from here. It's just around the corner. And does it genuinely have an inflatable panda? Mm-hmm. Wow. Sears car showroom. C E R Z. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. And it doesn't like have any writing on it or anything. It doesn't even have a sign next to it. It's just an inflatable panda. Yeah. Is it but I, I genuinely, I genuinely had that thought because I've walked because like I've walked through a load of car showrooms on the way home, like through an industrial estate, 
that's that's the thing. It's your sort of conflated way of going, I have lots of things I want to talk about, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the boys think that they have to talk about it, but actually... Yeah. It was a weird thought, though, because I was just like, hey, there is something oddly beautiful about it. Like, when you, like for instance, there's a huge picture, again, it was here when I moved in, uh, of uh, New York um, skyline. And all these buildings, I was looking at that this morning and just thinking just how impressive it is that people made that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a stupid, simple throwaway thought. Sometimes you just get caught up and it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> That's mad when you think that about mental, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I found an inflatable picture that um, I would like someone to describe what it is. Yeah, I can give it a bash. Um, because it's something that I saw ages ago uh, and it's just quite funny. There we go. Just there you go. That's it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right, so it's a giant Pikachu, and there's no other way to say this. There's a vagina in it, <laughs> and there's a, a kid crawling through it. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! Um, oh bother! I've just found seven incredible creatures that blow up like balloons. If you'd like to hear about seven incredible creatures that blow up like balloons. Yeah. And thank you, Jim. That was a quick Google before you say it. <laughs> Just before you say that, it was Cars showroom, which makes more sense. <laughs> because their sign looks like an E to me. <laughs> but it's so obviously an E and they sell cars. Yeah, yeah. So it must be Sars. What's a Sar? Uh, so you get the painted tree frog, <laughs> which right. um, it uh, squeezes the same breath of air back and forth across the larynx, so it can maintain its call, and that's a wee picture of it there. Oh, oh, aye. Uh, that's one. Oh, we'll six more. You've got the greater sage grouse, mm-hmm. which uh, you know. As sound waves escapes from the strings, they resonate against the elastic membrane of each sac, which, as it inflates, is pulled taut like the skin of a drum. Uh, so it, yeah, just it's all about the noises. Oh, it's a fucking majestic creature, I think. That's cool. That's Walsh. That is Walsh. Oh, that's steadfast Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got the slender spined porcupine fish, which is basically a blowfish. It is that one. Walsh. I do I do realise this is fantastic podcasting. <laughs> then they've got yeah. the Siaman, which is a big monkey with a big sort of like lump like a big spear pouchy. Yeah. Uh, then the greater frigate bird from the Galapagos. Looks like it's got a big love heart. That's cute. Oh. Nice. <laughs> and then the male the male hooded seal. Which is a less is disgusting fucking thing. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Well, that's that. that's some Google tips for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also remove car stickers with vinegar. Oh, let's yeah, let's have a look at some things that you can do with vinegar, please. Right. Remove car stickers. Saturate the top and sides of the sticker with undiluted white distilled vinegar and wait for ten to fifteen minutes for the vinegar to soak through. Then use an expired credit card. Or use telephone card, dates it, to scrape <laughs> off. Use more full strength vinegar to get rid of any remaining gluey residue. Use the same technique to detach those cute stickers your kids use to decorate the back window. That's a genuinely good tip. Yeah. So See, it's got some good stuff in it. Me and uh, my stepmom, shouts to Shell, 
Uh, we always used to watch uh, the How Clean Is Your House, Kim and Aggie one. Kim and Aggie. <laughs> Kim Walsh. and Aggie. Walsh. Or if my dad called them Saggy and Baggy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the wittiest he ever was. It was brilliant. Um, Lovely. No, and they always they're always vinegar and bicarb of soda. That and that can basically clean anything. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's probably the cure for cancer eventually because it just yeah. cleans everything out. Liam's intently being googling something. There's something coming out of this. Uh, no, it's alright. I was. Uh, I've got. I've got five questions, six questions. If you want to jam in the quiz at the end of this one. Yeah. If you want it, yeah, yeah. up to you. Just tell us your editing. Tell it up to you. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's either that or just end it now. What? How how long have we got? Thirty-seven. Just oh, is it thirty-six or thirty-seven? Five seconds. Right? Wait, thirty-seven. Four seconds. Three seconds. Two seconds. One second. Thirty-seven. No, 37. Minutes. Well, that's the worst podcasting we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Feels so unnatural. I can't do it. I promise. I haven't scripted all this. <laughs> <laughs> this bit is not scripted this is actually the only bit that is scripted <laughs> whoa <laughs> wait is it though <laughs> yes panda inflatable ha 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 sugar where is your mum now right yeah do you want to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run out of steam it, it was a big night last night <laughs> <laughs> got five more of these to go I got Six questions for you guys. Go for it. Can we do a buzzer system? Um, can I? Can you do a buzzer system, but I don't do one. Well, what about you guys work as a team to answer these right. questions? Even, still, we can still do buzzers. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just tell me when I need to buzz. Right. Five of these questions have a link, and I want you to tell me at the end what you think the link is. Oh, is it's linky. Only connect type of thing. Kinda, yeah. 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 Right, okay. Uh, but there's one question that doesn't have the same link. All oh, right. So there's a there's a duffer in there. Right. Buzz now. Question <laughs> Question one. Close like as close as you can. Right. Um in fact no, you do need to do it separately because it's the closest wins. I forgot that. Alright, yeah, yeah <laughs> fine. I'm buzzing. For for how many years did the Wild West or the American Frontier last? From oh. the original settlings in Jamestown through to the closing of the frontier. Now I should know that because I've been looking into that stuff recently. Kind of fascinating. But I honestly have completely drawn a blank. I'm gonna go Oh god, it's really horrible. I'm gonna say eighty nine years. Dougal. Hundred and ten. Dougal is the closest to three hundred and five years. Three centuries it was spanned across. I've not done my research. No, <laughs> no, um it's it's a pleasure to be in the lead. The final frontier was over three hundred years. Is the uh is the length that they're all questions about the Wild West? Mm-mm. We're not even on to the second question, mate. Yeah, I know, but you you got to get in there early. Is it all about America? You get one guess per round. <laughs> round two. Is it all about America? Let him do the quiz, come on. <laughs> How many pirates were said to be at sea during the golden age of piracy? Easy. 89. Easy. It's about, um, I'm going to go a thousand. Is your final answer 89? Yeah. Okay, right. Well, Dougal is again the closest... <laughs> With ninety-three, was it a thousand? No, it is five thousand. Around five thousand pirates were at sea during the Golden Age of Piracy. Five thousand. Yeah. Wow. I would have. I, I would still have been closest if it was ninety-three. <laughs> Four or nine hundred and six. <laughs> so that's two points to Diggle. All right. Zero points to Jim. Any guesses for the the link yet? Well, uh, it's about America. 
Incorrect. Um, is it about peoples that have been that have got their own genre of film? No. Well, next, that would help your next round. Which two kings fought at Bosworth Fields, bringing the end to the War of the Roses? I don't. Before right, before that, pirate isn't a genre of film. Pirate films, eh? That's not a genre. Wild West is a genre. Spaghetti Western. You don't get a pirate film. If I can find out within ninety, if I can find out within ninety seconds that pirate is a genre, will yeah, you, will I don't you, think. Well, you, well, if I can find out pirate is a genre of film within ninety seconds of googling, will you forgo your guesses for the next two rounds? No. Well, <laughs> he's gonna do it anyway. It's worth a go. I'm gonna read out the question for Dougal, and then Jim, once he's done, can answer too. Which two kings fought at Bosworth Fields bring the end of the War of the Roses? Uh, it was... Oh, man. Uh, James the Sixth and Edward the Second. Incorrect. Jim? Doesn't seem like Pirate is a genre. Well, there we go. There's a list of pirate films, but it's not a genre. Well, so what... How come... <laughs> Pirate films aren't a genre. Because it's not their action adventure films. Yeah, Westerns are a type of film. Mm. But, 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 but Westerns are just action adventure as well, but they're I'm set on, somewhere. I'm on well, your side, right. Jim. I'm on your side with this, but it's incorrect. So. Yeah. No, that's fine. No, that's okay. um, Jim, which One two more kings? right on the board. I can't think of any kings, so I'm just going to say 89 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. It was Henry Tudor and Richard III. Yeah, we've not. That, that is, I mean, that is... I, history. I would like. No, so I would like to say that I was probably closer. If we're still doing close, yeah, you know answer. what? Tugel was closer with names and not numbers. <laughs> yes. 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 Any any guesses for the link shit? Uh, yes, they are all questions. <laughs> is, it, is it is it people that have their own genre of film? <laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect, Tugel. It is correct, but. It's not, not what you're looking not for. Not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Question fine. four. The Renaissance spanned from the 1400s until the 1500s, but where did it originate? If you say 89, you're getting kicked out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point there. Uh, <laughs> Italy? Uh, France. It is Italy. Hey! hey! You that one. You got a point. Any, uh, any guesses? Well, it's... They, they all sound similar, but I can't really guess... Like, they like, it's not just history, is it? No. Um, which I'm appalling at, obviously. As I just they described. are all in the same sort of century. Oh. Is he got it? Diggle gets the point. Hey, well done. Um, so this should, this, should, this should help if you've been listening to the questions. When did tobacco get introduced, first get introduced to Korea? No. 12. <laughs> I haven't listened to any of the... As soon as you say... As you often know, Liam, from quizzes we've done in the past, as soon as you've said something, mm-hmm. I instantly forget it when I no longer need the information. <laughs> so I'll say it's 1812. I'm going to go 1600s. Bang on. He's, he's got the century, he's got the theme. Now, if you can't guess what question isn't part of this theme, I'd be very disappointed. Joe Pesky played in a band with what legendary music artist? 
is this the question that's on <laughs> Bonus point! Hey! Seven points in a six point quiz. Excellent. I have not covered myself in glory here. I should have, I should have wrote this bit as well. <laughs> that's what oh. I get for doing things on the <laughs> <laughs> when, when Jim scripts a quiz, I think we all know who's coming first by our landslides. Do go, because I've got humility. Uh, what was the question again? Uh, Joe Pesky played in a band with what famous. Uh, Pesci. What, what, yeah, Pesci. I was Sorry. Just that. Joe Pesky, the little scab. Um, What's he like? Dyslexia. Joe, <laughs> Joe Pe- What was the other Pesci. one? That I always thought the, the name wrong. Oh, it was, it was a bad one. Anyway, go to the shop and get yourself some pesky fries. <laughs> does they make sense? No, Pe- pesky pasta. Pesky pasta's better. Uh, Joe, that uh, is better. Joe Pesci played in I'm a, a band. A pescatarian. <laughs> Joe, Joe Pesci played in a band with what legendary music artist? Oh, I feel like I should know this, but I've completely drawn a blank. Springsteen. Oh, good guess. Incorrect. Uh, played drums. What? What did you say? He just played. played, he, played oh. he played in a band with yeah, a... Because I know, like I know Frank Vincent was a drummer, wasn't he? They were yeah. in a band for a while. Together. They did comedy, but I can't... I don't know. Nirvana? Uh, no. Joe Pesci was in a band with the legendary Jimi Hendrix. Woo! So not Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, not Nirvana. But I think that's the worst I've ever done in a quiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 like, I got all the questions wrong, fair enough, but my guesses were abhorrent. I really should just be taken out round the back and shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a roundup. Well, yeah. it's, that's been a weird episode, hasn't it? And it's been something. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like we threw three episodes together in the hope that they made one episode. Welcome to Tuna Boots Half-Baked Ideas episodes. <laughs> Woo! We didn't did do things for long enough, so we've just put lots of short things together. Right, so with vinegar, right, <laughs> drains. Now, it is in here three times. I'll just double check. Yeah, three times. Deodorise, improve stain, drain speed, and unblock. Now, I argue improve drain speed and unblock are the same thing. Yeah. And deodorise is the same thing. So it's basically just... Baking soda, vinegar, and water with yeah. eight different volumes. Yeah. But you pour it down drains. I, I would right. argue that this is a horrific use of vinegar, and it should only be drank. Yep. Snorted or shotted. Yeah. I've been Dougal. I've been Jim. And I'm Liam. And remember, you're always a breath away from death. I knew you were going to say that. Bye. Bye. Oh yeah. Should I be? Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>